My name's Owen, I'm the Dungeon Master of our Return of the Giants campaign. Um, hey guys, um, I'm Jared, I'm playing the character of Crassus uh, Antares, a Astral Elf Wizard. Hi everybody, I'm Michael, I'm playing Tetra Aeonite, a uh, Circle of Stars Druid. Hi, my name's Claire, I am playing Naudis, or Now, who is a Dwarven Forged Fighter. Uh, hi, I'm Ali, and I'm playing Lyra, the Eldering Druid. Hi, I'm Matt, I'm playing Niall Silverman, the uh, Monk Owlman. Hello! Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Return of the Giants. We are excited and raring to go. And uh, Matt has brought his familiar along to tonight's session. Um, For those of you who are watching on YouTube or on Twitch, you'll be able to see the absolutely gorgeous uh, Golden Doodle? Uh, Yeah, uh, Grudel. Grudel. Absolutely gorgeous Grudel. Yeah, yeah. Which do I prefer, Golden Doodle or Grudel? Golden Doodle sounds like a uh, Austin Powers villain, so maybe Grudel's the better option. Yeah, <laughs> does sound like an Austin Powers villain. Um, she's, she's so beautiful. It's crazy yeah. seeing how fast she's grown up. I know, I know. She, she I, it wasn't that long ago that she was like, you know, yeah. Really I remember big. even not uh, that long ago on stream when you picked her up for the very first time, and she was just this little nugget. Yeah, no, nah, she's she's a she's a big girl now. Grow up so fast, these little children. Um, for podcast listeners, Matt has an adorable dog. You should definitely come and watch so that you can see how gorgeous his dog is. Oh, she's so cute. Yeah. She's beautiful. I, I want to try and like, I want to I want to bring Lumi because Lumi can see dogs on screens and she gets excited <laughs> about dogs on screens. So oh, like, really? We've just started rewatching The Witcher and Lumi in the very first episode when the deer uh, was getting attacked by the monster, she got very upset about that and then went looking for the deer behind the TV to try and like (laughs) intervene. (laughs) And she also really likes Yennefer, which is hilarious. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Approve. Fair enough. Exactly right. And she she also loves Roach. Whenever Roach is on screen, she's always like, oh. So, so we'll often just put the TV on for Lumi if we're going to be out for a while. Just go like, oh, here's some birds on YouTube. Enjoy. <laughs> it's the best. Um, well, welcome back, everybody. We are playing our amazing homebrew 5th edition adventure, Return of the Giants. Now, uh, rather coincidentally, um, we've just all noticed that uh, D&D Beyond has uh, just launched a brand new product called Glory of the Giants, which is a book full of... Uh, yeah. Subrace, subclass options, what? feats, yeah. all giant themed. It's an entire giant theme book. It's like Big B's Glory of the Giants. So yeah. I will have a look into oh that uh, when that comes out and we know more about it. And uh, yeah, we'll, I'll take a look at it. I promise. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll have a look because um, <laughs> that's perfectly timed. Um, we obviously as well are going to be doing a lot of homebrew stuff. Uh, obviously, we've already done quite a lot of the homebrew uh, subclass changes, sub race changes and things like that. So it's I'm not 100% convinced that I want to get it. We'll just have to have a look and see. And I'll see I'll see what it's got on offer. But yeah, you might be seeing some of the Big B's Glory of the Giants content uh, popping in very soon, as soon as it goes live. 
Uh, thank you everybody who came along to Jasper's Game Week last week. Um, even if you weren't there for the session on Thursday with me and Dave, if you were there for any of the sessions of Jasper's Game Week, you're an absolute legend. Thank you so much. To those people who were donating uh, to the stream to trigger Wild Magic Surges, go fuck yourselves. Um, that was <laughs> insane. I think we had like 43 or 44 Wild Magic Surges drop during the three-hour uh, wow. session. It took us an hour to get the quest from the NPC to start the one shot because of the wild magic surges that the stream backed up because you could buy them at a pack of three for 25 bucks <laughs> so oh, that's what happened so Dave spent the first hour of the uh, session as a crow <laughs> just oh no sorry a raven <laughs> sorry. Hey, raven uh, and then uh, all, all raven can do is imitate things so it's just like raven and just like <laughs> literally just literally dave spent the wow. first half of the thing going Rack! and then uh, i got wild magic surged and also turned into a raven <laughs> so we then had the raven posse yeah, for a bit which was quite fun and, and huh. around the same time i was turned into an iron goblin statue being a yeah. goblin that just turned to iron it was it was absolutely insane um it was also a lot of fun so uh you can still check out that vod now at the meeples and dragons uh, twitch.tv slash meeples and dragons recording page um it's absolute chaos i know there were a number of clips taken uh please feel free to head over and enjoy any of those clips i will have a chat to the other players uh in that session and see if they're happy for me to download and edit that down into like a highlights reel i think that'd be really cool if i'm successful you will see that on the youtube channel uh, very very shortly because i think i think it's worth it it was a lot of fun um, but thank you everybody who participated in that. It was so much fun. And uh, all of that money went to a really, really good cause to the Black Dog Institute. We ended up smashing the goal of $10,000 raised for charity across the, the week. We ended up getting to about $12,000. So absolutely amazing. That money is going to be put to excellent use by Black Dog Institute, a really, really good charity that focuses on mental health, um, advocacy, awareness, and treatment for, uh, for young people. So amazing work, everybody. Um, you will definitely be seeing us at Jasper's Game Week next year, 100%. And I am very keen to run a Avatar Legends campaign and maybe a 5th edition campaign if I can get away with it. Or maybe maybe I should do like a Kids on Bikes and we can do like the Stranger Things Kids on Bikes yes. RPG system. That's really fun. Oh, hey, who knows? Maybe Cobalt Press yeah, like Project Black Flag story. will be ready by then. Mm. And we could give a go with Project Black Flag. I'd be keen to give it a... I've, I've, I've heard good things about it. I'd be really keen to give it a try. Running once. Yeah, absolutely. Um, alrighty, let us do a quick recap. I don't think that was. I think I don't think there were any other uh, announcements I had to make. Oh, Jared, Jared's um, Jared is coming tonight. He's running a little bit late. Um, I've left the original overlay up because it sounds like he's been having some more troubles with his knee today. So I think we'll we'll absolutely give him the out of no camera tonight so that he can rest up his knee and maybe uh, not have to sit at a computer. Um, I think it'd be best if we give him a chance to like, lie down somewhere a bit more comfortable and not use his knee anymore today. So you will hear Jared's voice at some point in the future. Uh, I'm not 100% sure when, just when he's ready to come and jump in. Um, oh, and obviously, Tears of the Kingdoms, absolutely fucking amazing. New episodes every single day on YouTube. Make sure you go check them out. Um, I have been having an absolute blast uh, following the main quest for about 5% of each episode and then getting sidetracked by things I see in my immediate vicinity and the distance and then getting sucked into that direction for the next like 95% of the session. It's, it is just such a good game. It's, I love it. I, I could go on and on about how much I love Tears of the Kingdom. 
or you could just watch me talk about it for i'm already up to like 18 episodes ready to go on twitch uh it, not twitch, <laughs> on youtube it's literally just me ranting about the game and being like oh isn't that lovely look at that oh that's so lovely for literally like hours <laughs> so if you're into that <laughs> and, and also having a lot of fun with the build function trying out some new machines and um generally getting good at uh, at combat there's a there's a bit of a you get used to the new abilities and it, i it took me about i think five or six hours to get good i'm now i'm now medium i've still got some good to get but i'll uh, i'll work oh on man it. it's so much fun though um so right. some of those montages i've seen are just next oh. level though with the amount of things that you can do is just like crazy yeah it's what was that the mark of a good game is one that says yes to its players more than it says no mm. I, I don't think tears of the kingdom has said no to me yet every question i've asked is like oh what if i attach this spring to a rocket and then a hover pad will that be able to get me up to where i need to go yes it fucking can <laughs> yes it does <laughs> do i die in the process when the inevitable return of gravity uh takes me yes it does yes yes it does <laughs> back into its <laughs> lovely embrace <laughs> But did I have fun? Yes, you bet I did. <laughs> oh, it's such a good game. Um, all right, that's enough of Tears of the Kingdom. I've got an entire YouTube series dedicated to it, so go over and check that out if you want to. But tonight we are playing Return of the Giants. Let me do a recap for last session because it has been a week since we last played. Actually, more than a week. It's been two weeks since we last played. So let me do a recap to get us back into the zone. The Tempest Adventuring Guild, a name now legendary across the lands of Nostea, has formed a brand new team. Lyra, Tetra, Niles, Nowthis, and Crassus have been sent to the nearby settlement of Laspire to locate a hill giant fort recently seen flying overhead in the nearby area. After meeting with a travelling merchant out the front of the town named Harry, the group entered to find this settlement seemingly abandoned, the central town square now destroyed, replaced by a massive metal and obsidian orb softly glowing and pulsing with light. Deciding to investigate the nearby houses, some of which seem to be in the process of being deconstructed, the group found the settlement crawling with clockwork creations resembling ants the size of dogs. From all over town, these mechanical constructs were gathering materials and transporting them to the sphere. Heading to the nearby tavern, an area as of yet untouched by the drones, the group found a survivor, an old man called Nomu, who was able to shed some light on the past few days in Laspire. Aware of the ancient giant relic now lying in the cellar below, the team headed down to investigate and made short work of some methods. Upon picking up the artifact, however, it split into small obsidian and metal diamond-like creations which embedded themselves into the flesh of the party. When the party awoke, they found themselves in the bodies of giants, reliving an event from the very distant past. Interacting with King Nyon and Loki, the group learned that they were about to witness the very first portal opening, an event which allowed the elves, dragons and dwarves to first arrive in Nostea an event long lost to history. Just as the portal opened, however, the group found themselves back in the present, only a few minutes of time having passed during this event. Deciding to first evacuate Nomu, the group headed back out into the streets. They quickly realized, however, that other constructs still haunted the nearby streets, a massive metal snake-like creature burrowing its way through the nearby houses. Just as the team brought Nomu to the front gates, another villager, Cynthia, arrived with a warning about others. While Niles and Harry caught up with Cynthia, the serpent construct knocked Crassus down and seriously hurt Lyra and Tetra. Just as things seemed lost, now activated some runic magic which seemed to temporarily power down this snake-like construct. Reuniting at the front gate, the team learned of the fate of the villagers from Cynthia. It seems that the villagers who evacuated were captured and taken to a series of caves by some unknown assailants. 
Cynthia was able to escape and was traveling to seek, seek help from Oxenfurt when she saw the commotion in town. Deciding to prioritize helping the villagers, the group have decided to follow Cynthia to the caves and rescue the trapped villagers. We left off last session as the characters, particularly Tetra, noticed an odd glow to the devices embedded in their skin and a strange behavior when the devices came close to one another. They decided to hold hands, bringing the devices closer together and activating some dormant effect. The voices of the giants from the past suddenly speaking to the characters. Find us. And that is where we left off last session. We jump straight back in as you travel by cart towards the woodland area surrounding the village. Cynthia and Nomu in the cart with you. Um, the cart itself is quite spacious inside, while it is a bit cramped with uh, all uh, seven of you, uh, actually eight of you, sorry, all eight of you uh, shoulder to shoulder inside this cart. You are able to, to sit semi-comfortably. And as the cart trundles over the shock uh, of the wheels over the uneven ground seems to be somewhat absorbed by the axle shaft and the, the shock absorbers Griswolds are placed upon the cart, cart itself. I pass straight back to you guys right as that event has happened where you heard the voices say, Find us. Well, that was uh, weird. Uh, did, did anyone else hear that? Yeah. I think oh. so. That was... That was rather strange, wasn't it? Yes. Oh, sticky. Oh. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, uh, find, find them. Who? Oh, shit. Okay. Um, we, it's got to be the giants, right? The, the same people that we were when we weren't us? That would make sense. Mm. I mean, it came from the same place. That would make sense. Yeah. The question is, is, where, I mean, are they saying find us in time or find them where they currently are? That is a good question. Mm -hmm. And why would they need to be found? Are they lost? Surely, no. unless they're guiding us and we need to find them because something really, really bad is going to happen. Yeah. I I don't really understand what's happening, but I'm sure uh, I'm sure we'll be able to find something along the way, some other clue perhaps. Plus, they're giants. How hard could it be to find them? They're huge. Yeah. What is wrong with it? No, that, that's not. I'm lying. As you guys continue on, sort of chatting quite openly, Cynthia and Nomu kind of share a bit of a look and look back at you guys. Cynthia speaking up. What? What are you? What are you talking about? So you, you were holding hands for a second, and then you went quiet, and your eyes had this like weird glow to them, and then. Oh. Um. Well. Uh. See, but back when we were in the village, there was that uh, artifact in the in the tavern, Nomu. Um, the one that you pointed out to us. In oh, the, uh, yes, base. I remember that. Yes, yes, yes. Uh. Well, we uh we, we sort of uh touched it. And, uh, and now we have this on our hands. Yeah, I, I remember you showed me down in the, the cellar. They, it's, it's embedded in the backs of your hands. It was very strange. Yeah, we're not sure what is quite happening with this. But uh, just then when we held hands, we, we had a voice saying to find them or to find us. 
We suspect it could be the, the giants. Well, I, 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 this is an area I, I don't know a huge amount about, I'm sorry to say, but uh, I, I, I do know that some of the giant artifacts can produce uh, strange effects. Uh, one of the relics that they uh, excavated from underneath La Spire, I, I remember if uh, if you poured water into it, produced uh, small uh, cubes of ice. Very strange. Mm. Well, that sounds really convenient, eh? Yes, yeah, so the innkeeper paid quite a bit for that, actually. <clears throat> Wait, it was it was back at the back at the inn. Yes, yes, it should still be there. How far how far from the town are we? Uh, probably <laughs> like five five ten minutes uh, by car. <laughs> no, we need to go get the villagers first. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, and then, yeah, I, I didn't I didn't see we'd go back. Harry makes a mental note to go back later to pick it up. <laughs> well, unless the ants get to it first, Harry. That'd be a shame. Uh, <laughs> we know where they're I taken. Guess time will tell. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe they'll leave it behind. I don't know what they've done with uh, what the ants, how the ants would handle their the giant tech. It's an interesting question. Hmm. Yeah, I, that's a really good question. I, uh, you guys wouldn't know. Yeah. Is it, it, it brings up an interesting point because a lot of the giant tech seems to sort of just run by itself. Well, not by itself, but powered, obviously, but without them having to tinker with it for a long, long time. That is, yeah, yeah that's right. Um, Crassus, that's pretty unusual. Uh, my, my understanding of the arcane arts is pretty limited, but I, one would think that you need to continue to sort of work with it after uh, something can't just be self-serving, surely. Well, it, um, Depends where whether or not it's close enough to a power source of an energy source. Typically, if uh, nothing is around as such, it will oh. just run on residual energy until it runs out. So hmm. maybe there's. I'm not sure that I, the the giant tech is quite new to me as well, and I've only hmm. read in books. I had not seen it in person much. Hmm. It seems so. to defy. Uh, the current understanding of, of how magic works. It's, it's rather curious. Hmm. I guess it's why you can't trust books. <laughs> why you can't trust books? Hmm? <laughs> well, Do you I say mean, that? Books. Such a druid. No Nomu yeah. no pauses books. and goes, I mean, as a librarian, um, <laughs> I... I reject that uh, <laughs> hypothesis. Absolutely, <laughs> you. Of course, you could trust. I mean, like books are written by people, as, right? As a man In, called uh, Mister Library. <laughs> <laughs> Look, my um, my travels with Petra have taught me that sometimes getting your head out of the book is a good is a good thing sometimes. But books definitely have their value. Hmm. Do not undervalue them. In times like this, a bard who travelled through the town, his words come back to me. I believe he sang a song that says something about take a look, it's in a book, and then something about some rainbow or something like that. <laughs> Why would you find the rainbow in the book? You can just look at it in the, in the same. I always assumed that meant the magic of, uh, of creativity and imagination. Yeah, but that's in your head. It's imagination, it's not the book. Sometimes it means if it's a fiction or a non-fiction book. Hmm. What is fiction? 
It's like a、uh, type of book that people read for fun, which aren't really true stories or like、ah. true information. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah people read it for recreational time. Hmm. Curious. Would you like、I、me mean, to show、like... you some? <laughs> do, you, do you have any on hand? I wouldn't mind a little bit of light reading material.、Um, he takes out、uh, a magazine.、Um, what would the. What would the it's, it's, like a, it's like a rum. It's like a. What, what was it that、uh, Crisis was reading? It was like. Rem- Oh my god. Like the lusty Argonian maid, essentially. Uh, uh, as people start talking about books and other things, you start seeing Crassus starts cl- clutching his, like, <laughs> his bag closer to his chest. Yeah, th- th- this one's called the,、uh, the Gnome and the Orc. It's about a little romance between a gnome and an orc. Oh, that was actually a good book. How scandalous. <laughs> I wouldn't know though. I wouldn't know, but it's, I heard it's good. <laughs> I'm going to. Can I do a perception check to see how, how tightly Crassus is holding his book? What's your passive perception? I'd say, I'd say we can、uh, just. My passive perception is only 14. That's pretty high. All right, go on. Roll, roll a perception check then. Yeah, sure. Why not? First roll of the night. Let's roll it for this. s e v e n Nah. nah you're, you're distracted.、Nine. You're not paying attention.、Yeah. Um, too engrossed by the gnome and the orc. Well, pro- probably what distracts you, Niles, is the cart entering into the first part of the woodlands. There's this sudden <laughs> jolt as the cart lurches backwards a little bit. This pause, and then you hear this. Oh. And then the cart moves ahead, but much more slowly. But you can feel the, the wheels suddenly.、Um, Powering over things with much more torque than before.、Uh, the cart's no longer moving as quickly, but there seems to be a. It, it just shifted gears. <laughs> before, okay, before. Anyone on lookout in the cart? No, My, yeah. No one's on the cart at the moment. You can definitely. Like, there is, there's a seat at the front. Absolutely. Anyone who wants to jump up on the top and then sit at the front can absolutely do so. It's just none of you have done so yet. So the cart is kind of self driving. It does like a 180. Like it, it, it swivels on its. On its, on its,、uh, on its yeah, I just swivel around and look out the window. As you do, Niles, you can see、it. that the cart has actually entered the first part of the woodlands. It looks like it's taking an old logging trail. The ground itself is、um, quite. Compacted earth, this sort of like rough clay and compacted earth flooring.、Uh, it is wide enough for the cart to trundle along. You get the idea that if this does indeed lead to a logging camp, which is what Cynthia had told you earlier,、um, probably it is wide enough for carts to transport logs and、uh, lumber from outside the,、uh, the forest itself. The path is not particularly well maintained, though. You can see that the underbrush on either side is quite overgrown,、uh, and probably to Lyra's excitement,、uh, a number of the fallen tree stumps that line the pathway are overgrown with bracket fungus and、uh, wood fungus as well. Excellent. <laughs> you can see the stalks of various,、uh, of various much long fibrous mushrooms, almost a little bit like oyster mushrooms, sprouting out from a rotten, hollowed out section of tree trunk as,、uh, as you seeing, pass by.、Um, seeing her excitement, I think I would almost like start pointing out and identifying like plants alongside her because Crassus also has a bit of like a side hustle with the、uh, herbalism and、uh, the alchemy. Do you want to make、so、a nature check, Crassus?、Right、sure. Just to see how successful you are. 
24. Uh, pretty successful. Oh, I was I was ready to be like, uh, as, as you start mansplaining mushrooms to the spore druid, but uh, <laughs> oh, in this no, case. Um, apparently it's something that uh, Crassus is very uh, interested in. Yeah, maybe the most recent uh, bit of herbalism lore that you had brushed up on before leaving the city, Crassus, just happened to be um, the, the magical world of fungi. Uh, and reading through it, one quite a dry, dusty novel, there was some uh, some juicy tidbits in there about certain types of mushrooms, and in particular, the um, the drawings and illustrations of the various fungi were, were very, very well done. As you looked at some of these coloured plates, impressive enough to have captured your attention. Uh, as you look over, uh, this trip will count as a short rest. Thank God. <laughs> we we discussed that on the journey over. It does it does count as a short uh, okay. rest? Okay, couldn't remember. No, that's okay. It, this The journey will count as a short rest. Um, okay. For the next hour, the cart trundles through the undergrowth. Uh, as you get closer to the logging camp, Cynthia will uh, advise that you actually take a bit of a turn-off before the logging camp itself, leading you up around a small hillock uh, that's a much worse, uh, much more rough path, but does lead to what she says is a good overlook to see down into the cave system where the villagers have been kept. Um that doesn't interrupt your short rest at all. Uh, over that hour, if there's anything you want to do, give me a shout out. Otherwise, we'll jump ahead to the end of that hour's cart ride. Seeing lots of faces looking content while they roll hit dice. So I'm going to assume nothing else on the journey over in the cart. Just light conversation, having a chat with Cynthia and Nomu at different times. Nomu has actually brought a few books with him that he had saved in his backpack. Um, oh, nice. He will look as if, if you don't interact with him he will start reading them uh cynthia will climb on top and keep a lookout um, she seems very very on edge uh, especially as you guys enter into the forest again the closer you get to the logging camp the more uh on edge she she becomes she begins like tapping away on the top of the cart looking more and more distressed uh, as you get closer and closer how um how how, how long is the short rest and how long will we be traveling in, in total? Short rest is an hour. The total trip is about an hour and 15 minutes. Okay, so I guess for the, how fast is the car going? Fast enough for for Harry to like trek uh, behind? Oh, you could easily walk behind it. Yeah, it's 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 going at a slow walking pace. Absolutely, yeah. It's, it's slower than you would walk, mm-hmm. but it is powering over the top of the vegetation as it travels through. Okay, I think okay, yes, I'm, I'm just going to go outside and uh, just like you know, get the jump on anyone in case someone gets a jump on us. So I'll just, I'll just be, I'll be behind the, behind the cart. Sure. Uh, Harry jumps out and uh, goes stealth as much as he can. Oh, nice. Brilliant. Uh, do you want to roll me a stealth check? I would love to. 15, Harry. Yeah, it's all right. Not too bad. Not too bad. Um, as you guys carry along and uh, begin uh, as, okay. Sorry, I'll, as I'll, Harry. I'll, I'll Sorry. Right. No, no. Um, no no it's okay i was just gonna say is as harry keeps pace behind the cart um the rest of the journey is is uneventful occasionally because um because on on the way um as the light is sort of like changing and fading tetra wanted to have a just as she's as she's resting up she just wanted to be watching the um the gem in her hand oh yeah different ways that the light would affect it and as we move from like you know light into shadow to cover, and just trying to get an idea of <clears throat> the makeup of still in her hand. And how That's yeah. the one that we've got from the giant tech, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. So so each of you has in the back of your hand, uh, your whatever your dominant hand is, in the back of your non-dominant hand, um, a diamond-shaped uh, gemstone made of obsidian uh, with lines of what looks to be almost like an electrum and uh, almost like a brass or copper bordering has embedded itself into the flesh right in the very center of the back of your hand. Um, they're only about sort of like eight centimeters tall and about four or five centimeters wide, um, longer than they are wide. And you can see as you stare into them, they are partially translucent. There's almost like a faint blackish purplish uh, glass appearance to the very typical obsidian, but it's actually slightly more see-through than obsidian would be. It looks almost like a gemstone instead. And as you stare through into it, that soft glow that's very slowly pulsing, uh, you noticed before it did seem to match the orb itself in the center of town. As you have moved further away, uh, uh, Lockie, <laughs> Tetra, you notice. It's just such a Lockie question. Um, Tetra, <laughs> you, notice, you notice that the glow um, gets fainter and fainter. And then as you actually pass through the border of the forest, that glow dies down entirely and disappears. Uh, do you want to roll me an arcana check, please, Tetra? Just to see what else you glean by examining. Uh, yeah, the, this arcana check will come because she'll try and um, use her various ways to create light from her, her own crystals and try and shoot the light through the crystal and see what effects it has. Yeah, okay. I like it. Five. Do you say an eight centimeter high uh, diamond? Eight, eight centimeter um, long ways and then five centimeter wide on the That's pretty big. I just. Like, got a measuring ruler. Am I overestimating like, a bit. Maybe it's because it's 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 a large. It's large on the back of your. It's not tiny on the back of your hand. It almost takes up the back of your hand. It's. Uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe I might I might adjust I might adjust to six centimeters and three centimeters. My dad, that's big. I'm like, whoa. I'm adjust that to six and three centimeters. So let me let me rephrase it. In that case, then it's proportional to your hand. It's it's shrunk or grown to be proportional to your hand, so that it takes up roughly from just underneath your first knuckle to just before the top of your wrist bones. So for those of you who can see on the stream. Uh, from underneath the first knuckle to just about the first wrist bone there. So it's probably only about like four, three centimeters, but yeah. eight centimeters. Point. I know. Eight yeah, cool. centimeters on now. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Thank you for giving me that out. I'll take it. <laughs> Except that centimeters is centimeters everywhere, not just uh, <laughs> different people, sadly. So there's no out for me. I'm just, I'm just plain wrong. Um, oh, no, I, it was, it was always three centimeters. You never heard otherwise. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so so roughly, roughly, it's small enough that if you were to wear a glove or something, it'd be very hard to spot. If you wanted to conceal it, it wouldn't be too difficult to. But the actual thing itself, it, it's the other thing as well that probably draws your attention is that as you look at it, the skin around perfectly meets and matches up with the metal casing of the obsidian gem. It almost looks like this has melded with the flesh itself. This this looks to be like a part of you. As you as you compare it to, probably the easiest comparison is the crystals that grow from Tetra's body. 
that clearly line up with her skin. Some of the, some of the gaps in your stony skin, Tetra, where you can see the, the gemstone-like appearance inside, the thunder egg geode-like appearance inside, a little bit different, but the areas where gemstones actually grow out of your skin and in through your hair, it's very similar to that. They look like they're part of you, like they've always been part of you. But, um, those of you who have hair and feathers, uh, actually, no, just it'd just be Harry because you don't have feathers on your hands. You've got the like the bill fur. Yeah, but for for Harry, the fur actually parts perfectly around it and forms almost like a little like diamond outline around it, where the fur almost naturally parts and reforms. Huh. Yeah. Um, Tetra, a five for your Arcana check. As you examine this and begin playing around with lights it doesn't seem to react and and every time it does react you're sort of unsure what the effect you're not actually sure what the effect is and it's very hard to figure out the patterns as you as you play around with it and examine it you you feel like you need to take a bit more a bit more time and a bit more um uh, observational experiential practice to see if you can figure out what's going on here it doesn't seem to whatever whatever these things do whatever the um interaction is you haven't figured it out it's, it, it's something more complex going on here okay if we've got a really strong magnet do you reckon we'd all get like stuck to it i mean i, I could make us a really strong magnet if you like <laughs> we could test it out maybe on the way, maybe on the way home <laughs> <laughs> us, um, all like stuck together trying yeah. to save these villages <laughs> I uh, I have a vested interest in my hands. I'd rather not get stuck to anything uh, in the immediate future. <laughs> That's fair. Mm. That's very fair. Nomu, as you say that, sort of like looks up from his book and goes, oh, "Did you say something about magnetic? I have a I have a lodestone with me that I use to uh, uh, demonstrate the properties of magnetism to the uh, to the children." I could, I, and he reaches in and pulls out. A, uh, a lump of iron with uh, what looks to be this um, coil of wire wrapped around it that's almost melted onto the actual uh, rod itself. Uh, this is a magnetic oh, piece of iron. We uh, please feel free. I think uh, that's what getting a headache. <laughs> uh, Lyra, as you as you pick it up, nothing happens. You, you just pick it up normally. There's no sense of magnetism from it. Any other source of metal, it interacts exactly like a magnet, but to the devices on the backs of your hands, doesn't seem to be any effect. Plot thickens. Mm-hmm. And then I think she probably is now just fucking around with the lodestone, just trying to stick it to everything in reach. <laughs> Plot! Ah, get it off! Get it off! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, that is, uh, just, uh, please, please be careful with that. That's uh, rather delicate. Please, uh, um, please be careful as you start sticking it to shit. <laughs> I will, I will need that back. Magnets, how do they work? <laughs> <laughs> as you say that out loud, Nomu spends the next five minutes explaining exactly how magnets work. Um, he's head in hands like, oh. You arrive with a sudden jarring jolt as the cart suddenly comes to a stop and then leans forward ever so slightly as you hear this thunk from out the front. Cynthia leans down uh, over the top of the cart and puts her head in through the window. Um, I, th- I think I think we're here. The cart stopped. Uh, this is near where I was sort of planning to go, but I think it also might be a little bit stuck in something. It looks like there's an old um, snare that was set up here and it's like tangled something inside the cart. You should probably come have a look. 
It doesn't, it doesn't look good. Oh, okay. Pop uh, out. Yeah, jump out. As you all step um, out and move to the front <clears> of the cart, that metal sphere at the front, you can see that there is a length of very thin metal wire that has become tangled and wrapped around the legs and pulled itself up inside the internal gears. There's this coming from the the construct itself and as you have a bit of a close look you can see two of the gears are actually so fully tangled in this wire that the gears are starting to strip each other as they try and turn through this thing. Oh. Rassus, can you turn the turn the cart off just before it uh, bends itself out? Um, yes, I think that's a good idea. I, I attempt to turn the car off. <laughs> the car. As you as you reach inside and press the okay. control panel, the cart with a it's more of a car to be honest. The technology down. has it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an artificer's <laughs> car. Uh, as as you as you reach inside and turn off the the control panel, Crassus the with a the cart powers down and the metal sphere tries to reform, gets partially stuck, and two of the plates end up still open, revealing the internal clockwork components, while the rest of it sucks back in. So what, what, uh, what, Harry's watching. If there's anyone watching us or anyone, do you want to make a perception or, or investigation check, please, Harry? It's a good, good call, actually, considering. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Doesn't seem like there's anyone around Harry. As you've been walking along, as you got closer and closer to the logging camp, you could see the signs of many people having walked this way previously. You didn't see the logging camp itself. The turnoff that Cynthia led you down was a bit sooner, <clears throat> but this pathway that Cynthia's led you on. As you have a bit of a quick glance behind you, the only sets of tracks you can see are your own and the two grooves carved by the cart itself. It doesn't seem like anyone's moved this way in quite some time. Hey guys, I, I can't see anything, so I'm gonna go climb ah. that tree over there. Where'd oh, you come hey, from? I've been, ah. You've been hiding. Uh, he of his hood. Oh, sorry, it's me, it's me, Harry. It's okay. Ah. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I said, Harry, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> No, no, Harry. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to climb the tree and I'll keep a lookout. If you hear me whistle like a bird, then uh, we got people approaching. What if it's just a bird? He'll sound like this. He does a, he does a, a bird call. Hoot. <laughs> please, please tell me that's the sound Harry makes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, so, so when you say make a bird call, what you mean list. to say is you're going to say a word that we uh, associate with the sound a bird makes. Hoot. <laughs> I love the build up. Are you trying to do like the hand flute? Are you trying to do the. Hey, yeah, the, the, the. It's been a very. Yeah, that one, that one. It's been a very long time. <laughs> that was so it's funny. It's been a while since I did it as well. No, I think you should just keep with the original. I think it's the hoot. Funny. No, no, it's hoot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just say hoot. You're <laughs> just like blowing air and then you're just like hoot. hoot. <laughs> That's cool. so good. Um, <laughs> no, that was my backup if I couldn't immediately make the sound. So. <laughs> <laughs> the plan to do was, was perfect. It's a good backup. Yeah. Uh, Harry comes, climbs a tree and disappears. Do you want to make a quick acrobatics check to see how well you climb this tree as you try and like get to a higher point, vantage point? 24. 24. No problems at all. You scamper up the tree rapidly using your very strong, powerful hind legs to uh, give you a bit of a boost in that initial jump and then pushing yourself off each branch um, to ascend the tree much, much quicker than a, uh, a non-hair-footed person such as yourself would, uh, would be able to do. 
As you reach the top of the uh, branches that you think can support your weight safely, Harry, and have a bit of a look around, this area where the cart has stopped does indeed appear to lead up to a very small hillock. You can hear the sound of trickling water over the other side, and as you get to the top of the tree and look over, you can see the hill drops away quite rapidly into what appears to be a small valley in the middle of the forest, on the other side of which you can see uh, a few uh, carts and barrels stacked up outside the entrance to what looks like a small tear or rend in the rock face on the opposite side, out the front of which you can see two figures. They're wearing what look to be pretty standard traveling clothes from what you can see. Um, they One of them uh, appears to be sitting down on one of the barrels, sharpening what looks like a, a logging axe. Um, the other one uh, is standing at attention uh, outside the front of the cave and looking around every so often, glancing up, keeping their eyes on the horizon and keeping their head on a bit of a swivel. They don't seem to be talking or interacting too much, but from what you can see, these are the only two people in the clearing below. The, the hill is blocking line of sight to the, the full valley, but that is what you can see from the top of the tree. How far away would you say they are? Uh, so to the edge of the hill, we're probably looking at about uh, 15 meters, and then the hill drops away into a valley. You don't know how large the valley is on the other side because that drop-off is quite extreme, but on the far yep. side of that valley, probably another 40 meters away from the edge of that cliff. Hard to estimate again, simply because of the way that hill drops away, Yeah, uh, is the entrance to this cave. So about 50, 60 meters away from where you are now. Can 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 Harry make eye contact with anyone from the party, or is he too, up in the tr- too high up in the tree? As, as you lean down through the canopy and go, hoot, <laughs> to get their attention. No, that's, that's the warning oh. sound. This oh, is that's more the warning like sound. A, oh, okay. Uh, this is more like a woo, woo sound. Don't know okay. what it is. Uh, the party hear that sound <laughs> from down below. Um, uh, Harry, Harry's like... Do you want to describe what you're doing for podcast listeners, please, Dave? Okay, yeah. Um, I see, so he's pointing at his eyes, and then two, and then he's like five, up a five. Yep. zero, yep. and then M. <laughs> um, that way. Niles just so flies he, up, and he's like, oh, what, is, what, did you say, what are you saying there? Wait, Niles, he, yeah, fully, fully you just fly up to the top of the tree, yeah. <laughs> no problems yeah. at all. You, you fly very quietly, eh? Um, I see two. Oh, actually, here, here, and uh, um, Harry like motions, and they stand head to head next to each other. Over there, they are two about fifty meters away, fifty to sixty meters away. With with Harry pointing the... out Nars, you can see these two figures. Ah, yeah. yeah. So I was just trying to let you know that those are the closest I see. So we're, um, we're good. We're good. Do we get like what sort of detail do we get from these figures? Like from this distance, can we see what they're wearing? Like yeah. What, so as like... as I described to to Harry, you can see that they're wearing what you. Picker's pretty standard traveling clothes. Um, okay. uh, tunic with a leather overcoat. I mean, to be honest, Niles, looking at them, you would have mistaken them for woodsmen. The one yeah, sharpening right. a, a woodsman's axe, clearly um, sitting on top of a barrel that uh, is stacked up in the corner. I mean, as far as you know, just looking down, these could be could be the woodsmen. Um, I just... I, I just say to Harry, uh, I'll, I'll relay this message to the rest of the, of the party. Um, yep. One moment. Then I flutter back down uh, quite <laughs> quietly. Um, and yeah, I just turn to the group and go, Harry spotted some, what appeared to be like some, maybe some woodsmen about 50 meters away. So probably best we keep our voices down and proceed with a bit of caution. 
as you share that information, Niall, Cynthia steps up. Um, you can see her very dark brown eyes open wide with fear. She goes, no, 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 they're, they're not, they're not woodsmen. They're, they're guarding the cave. Those are members of the cult, I promise. They're, they're members of that group. Oh. Insight check. Go for it. <laughs> Claire, are you saying you don't trust the NPCs that I put in your path? Don't trust anything. Oh, don't I'm trust anything. <laughs> I'd like Did to insight it? check the sun. Is that warmth I feel, or am I in some <laughs> giant fishbowl? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it is the Yiger clan. Yes, you are correct. <laughs> uh, I think I accidentally sent that as a whisper text. Whisper oh, that's okay. Right. I should be able to see it uh, yes, on the DMs too. one. I can. That yeah. is a seven. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I have an advantage? I think uh, so you might have it set up so that your uh, D&D... Uh, so you're beyond 20 rolls twice uh, if you go to the settings on beyond 20 you can disable oh, or enable yeah, that. Yeah. it can be useful to always have that in which case we'll always take the left hand side one if you don't have advantage or disadvantage uh, it says i have advantage for some reason on on D D beyond i think wait a minute oh do you have advantage on insight checks yeah i don't know why on your character sheet on my character sheet yeah features and traits features and traits oh yeah continue i don't know why i have this so we'll just take this down I can. Do you want me to have a bit of a look, or are you happy for me to? I don't know. It's a new character. No idea. Who dis? Yeah. <laughs> now dis. Now dis. <laughs> no, no, Who that's dis? okay. Take the first one while I work this out. Okay, seven. I mean, now dis, you've got no reason to distrust Cynthia. You followed her this far. I mean, yeah. No, you, there's, there's nothing that she says or does, or, or there's no way she's acted so far that's made you concerned. Now this still doesn't quite get tones of voice in organic you know, human mm. forms. So just, just, just something was weird. So yeah. anyway, that must be, the, must be, must be nothing. Yeah. So Cynthia, how many people again, did you think were inside both villagers and cultists that you saw? Like um, how many are we sort of going to be up against? I, I, I mean, the, the, pretty much everyone from the town left together and, and we were, were heading to the, the, the woodsman's camp, the, the, the logging camp, as a way of, of finding somewhere safe. I mean, a lot of the villagers are, are a bit older. Um, they're not very quick. This isn't, it's not the vibrant, bustling town it used to be. It's a lot of the older uh, villagers now live here. We couldn't move them to Oxenford in one go, so while some people went on ahead, the rest of the, the group to the logging camp to, to, to camp out and find supplies. We're talking about 60 people from the village around that. I, the problem is that they were we were separated when they captured us. I was only with another like 20 or so in the room that I was in. I, I'm not sure where the others were kept. I, I, I searched as, as, as long as I could, but I knew that I needed to escape so that I could bring back help as quickly as possible. Um, in terms of how many of this, this group there were, I'm not sure. I only ever saw about eight or nine together at once, but I think there's probably more than that. They were talking as if they were this, this much larger group and they had people not just here, but in other places as well. They kept mentioning um, the elemental states. Uh, I'm not sure what they were talking about there. It sounded like they'd come from there. There certainly were like a few more Ganassi with them than I would have like predicted. Like, you don't see that many Ganassi around, but this group seemed to be a fair few Ganassi, if you know what I mean. Strange. Well, regardless, I guess, um, 
people being imprisoned are our top priority. Well, I think so yeah. too. <laughs> but these these people are they gonna come like right here to where our cart is that is now stuck, and not being able to be moved? Well, I think Crassus is onto it. Yeah, we've been we've been trying, but um, yeah. So me and me and Lyra have been trying to untangle the metal, whether or not we've gotten anywhere. It's DM's discretion. Uh, do you want to roll uh, the one or you or, or both of you? Um, so one of you with advantage, or both of you? Do you want to roll a sleight of hand check? Any help with movement? Uh, so they so they can have the help action. So one of them can roll with advantage, or they can both roll, and I'll take the highest. While mm. this is all happening, I, I don't know if we've actually relayed this back, but I would probably, I think uh, Niles would probably be keen to message uh, Mira in the city about this new development. With the oh yeah, who actually has Do you the want to have done that during the cart oh. ride? I would yeah, love I think, it. I think, I think, I think, I think she did. Lyra was doing something with that, yeah. Yeah, I think left town full of underground um, clockwork dragons. Went to rescue townspeople from elemental cultists in caves yeah. east of town. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I'm pretty on. sure we did this last session, and um, yeah, Mira responded did. like, "Stay safe, like protect the townspeople, look after yourselves okay. most of all, like make sure." I you wasn't sure if we had or not, but yeah, mm-hmm. that brings it up. Okay, I think also, we did that I guess session. who's who's um, who's rolling? Neither <laughs> all. Lyra's like fairly good at sleight of hand. I'm not too bad either. I'm, I'm pretty good at stuff. You're not there, Niles. You're looking no, at the. I'll people. just do it. I'll just roll. Ah. Oh yeah, that's true. Eighteen. Fifteen. Hell, Eighteen. Yeah. Eighteen. Crassus, as you expertly untangle the length of wire that has gotten itself tangled up inside of the gears, Lyra providing assistance. Her, her much smaller, um, more dainty hands able to get into some of the places that your um, scholarly fingers are a bit scared to tread with the uh, sharp <laughs> corners of the gears. Um, and Lyra probably as well using some uh, some mycelium to help grow through and grab onto sections and push them out. Well, I've got Mage Hand as well and stuff like that. Too. Oh, in that case, then you just sit there using Mage Hand <laughs> to do all the dirty work <laughs> while Lyra's like working on it as well and just sit back. Uh, what does your Mage Hand look like, Crassus? I don't think we've discussed that yet. Um, well, that's the interesting thing. Once I go next level, it's going to be invisible. So, For the moment, then, do you want it just to be like a slightly see-through humanoid hand? Yeah, just like a comical, like, sort of like cartoony sort of hand, like the white glove. Okay, you're going for the full white glove. Okay, absolutely. <laughs> no one's going to see it once, because once you get telekinetic, yeah. um, you can actually, you can just make the uh, mage hand become invisible. It will, without somatic or verbal components, that, that'll be fun. <sighs> Yeah, That's it's cool. funny. It's I don't think Tom in our Curse no. of Stride campaign Tom has read that bit. Use it like that. He doesn't use it like that. So we we joked so very funny. early on because he took telekinetic. His mage hand, when he took that, went from like this very small, uh, undeveloped, weedy hand to this like almost like the rock's hand, like pulsing with muscles and veins as it was able to pick <laughs> things up and throw them around the room. Just this like absolute giga chad hand but he hasn't once turned it invisible. <laughs> I don't think he knows he can. <laughs> we'll have to let him know. Um, I haven't wanted to. I'll just let him be. Absolutely. I love it. Um, Crassus, with Lyra's help, you untangled the internal clockwork. Perfect. Awesome. Okay. Um, all right. This is um, this is ready to go. Thank you, Lyra, for that. Um, we're all good to go for this now. Um, so at least that problem's gone. We just have the bigger one. How indestructible do we think this uh, cart is? Like... You know, everyone loaded in, doors and windows closed, like, we couldn't just, like, roll on in, could we? 
I mean, if we, if we have any, if anything happens where we get stuck, that would be very, very, very um, annoying to get out. I mean, it's not a tank. I would say it's not a tank. I would say you will remember Griswold telling you to be very careful with it when you left. Hmm. I I would advise against this, personally. True. I'm just thinking, how are we gonna get in there? Like, are we just sort of gonna fight our way in, or see if there's like a well, cheeky back entrance? I'll be honest, like they've these, these people have went against the law, so by all means, they're criminals. I I have no mercy for them personally. Of killing them, it's more just you know, we haven't really had a bit of a sleep for a while, and um, well, I that think we've got true. sort of like one big push in us before you know, we almost got that. Mm. I thought we were going to maybe scout out and see if there are other entrances or exits around, we could sneak them out. Sneaky's good. I mean, if I'm it, not very sneaky, it also depends on, on what they're in. I mean, somewhere I think. Maybe I was just wishful thinking, but I thought someone mentioned the cave. And if that's so, then we can probably get in, make our own again. Well, it's the cave behind these guys, yeah. Hmm. Mm. I mean, I, I can I can move the earth around. It takes oh, me some time. But I see what you mean. I could dig us away in. Dig so if we can't up. find an entrance, we make one. We make our own. Mm. We mm. still have a problem, though. Where are these villagers going to go? Once we save them, we can't go back to their town. We lead them back to to Oxenford. I, I don't. I, I don't so. think. I don't think they'd all be able to make the journey. As I said, uh, there's a couple of older folk who wouldn't be able to, to make that journey quickly or easily. And there's other dangers on the road that I'd be worried about exposing them to. I, I think if we, if if whatever is in these caves, if you can deal with it, and we can get these people back to the logging camp and it's safe enough there, and then we deal with whatever's in town. I mean, there'll, there'll be people who can help us with town. There should still be some of the town guard left. I think if we can get the people out, get them safe at the logging camp, and then deal with what's happening in the town, I think that'll so be the easiest way. You're, you're asking a bit there, though. I mean, like the things that's happening in the town seem a bit, a bit messy. It's a, it's a bit, it's a bit out of our ability at the moment. Hopefully, by that time, Mira might have sent some support. That's true. Not sure, like, because it took us how long to get here? Like two or three days, was it? Uh, yeah, like yeah it took you about two days. Mm. Oh no, sorry, okay. to, for them to get to the town from Oxenfurt, it was about two oh, days. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So if they use like an airship, it might be quicker. So mm. hopefully by that well, time, that Mira might already be here with supplies and you know support. But that's that's a that's an if. It that's is. Good, well, yeah. I think it will happen eventually, but I don't know if we can rely on it. I think we might have to handle this. One the Tempest Guilds are pretty preoccupied with the Giants. I don't know how much support they'll be able to lend. Mm. One thing I mean, I... Un- unless we can always walk back with the more able-bodied people and send the uh, elderly in our cart. I guess my point is, we can't ease, we can't quite sneak the, the villagers out. Um, we need to secure the logging camp for them to fall back to, but one way or another we're going to have to deal with the cult mm-hmm. it's just a matter of how maybe we it's currently even trap I think we discussed last week Owen, oh, like last time that it'd be like evening by the time we're getting here 
Yeah, it is. It is yeah. like the sun is starting to, to begin setting. It's probably about five o'clock, five thirty. So like, um, how how are the spellcasters feeling? Do you guys feel like very magical, or do you guys feel like uh, yeah. you don't have much? Well, I, I I had to fuse some of my um, bits and pieces back together. Uh, apart from that, I think I've got one last big push in me, and that's about it. I'm not I've doing too bad. A, bit, a little bit of magic left, but it's I'm sort of trying to save it for emergencies in case someone you know dies again and well, not dies, but you know almost we, dies. What if we didn't use magic? What if we? What if we lure them into a big hole? I like the sound of that. The trap could be useful, yes. Mm. And I'll keep them in the hole. Yeah. Well, I mean, with the with the moving earth spell that you have, Tetra, maybe you could make a big hole and we can use some form of deception to cover it. Try sure. and lure them into it. I could. Like I, like I said, it would take me some time, so we would need to find a place that they wouldn't come across us while we're, while we're working. We uh, can... What do we know about the logging camp? How, how well defended is it? I, I, don't, I don't think I, we know. I, I can tell you now that the, the logging camp, they, that's where they ambushed us. The logging camp itself was where we'd set up and they just came in the night. Two of them playing this music that was beautiful, but I think it had some magic and we all Ooh. drifted off pretty quickly. Maybe we could steal their magic and use their magic. That's how they captured us. When we awoke, we were in cages inside the, the cave. I, I don't think they used the logging camp. I think I, I think they just got lucky. I, I reckon, like, I think they'd probably been using it for supplies from the sounds of things. Like, as I said, like, th there were some of them there when we arrived. They seemed <laughs> just as surprised that we were there as we were that they were there. But they were pretty quick to react, and the magic that they employed was pretty powerful like I, I watched people around me just drop like yeah just drop unconscious so, standing up did you when you were imprisoned did you get a good idea of the numbers do you have any ideas as, as i said I, I saw maybe eight or nine of them but i think there's more they, they mentioned that there were more of them but i don't know if they're here or if they're not here they, they mentioned as i said that they had a they'd come from the elemental states a much larger group of them had come from the elemental states and that they were searching mm. for something but they didn't say what. But it sounds like they've only been here for a few weeks. I mean, their camp, as it was inside the caves, they're still setting it up. Like, they've set up some some small comforts and things like that, like as I escaped, but they still had, like, stuff barreled up and boxed up I, and that they were unpacking and getting set up. I, I, think, I think they are planning to be here for some time, but they've only really arrived quite recently. Hmm. So guys, do we think we maybe like scope out the place where we rest and attack before dawn? Well, yeah. they slept at night, wasn't that right? Yeah, I, a couple of them would have been keeping guard, but I, I, I definitely like I, hard to say, obviously, because where we were being kept wasn't where they were sleeping. But they definitely were changing guards, and I, I did hear them say that it was their shift. So I would say that they're sleeping definitely. If they're human, could, which they seem to be. If we maybe work on the assumption that there are maybe nine or ten of them there and they do watches of two out the front, could we, like, maybe just try and pick them off two at a time? Like, two people come out, you know, we drop down from above, somehow silence them so that they can't yell for help, and then whisk them away, and then 
Oh no, so, where did our guards go? That's a good that's a good idea. I think it might only work once or twice. Yes, I also think we'll probably do that on that four one. of them. That's half their numbers. Unless unless they fall in a pit. <laughs> ah. we're, very, we're insistent on this pit. The but hole. It's the best like idea we had for a long time. The only thing to mention is my augury spell that I'd cast before. The oh, yes, results I got were mix, will and woe. If we um, if we if we wait, uh, if we wait around and have a long rest, there's it, there's a lot of moving parts. Mm-hmm. And there's a few ways to read the results, but we could just go in swords blazing. Hope for the best. I think, I think while we, I think as long as we wait, I think the more potential for prisoners to be, well, who knows what they're doing with them, what mm-hmm. the purpose is. I am with Crassus. That was my initial intention on the way here, that we would try and rescue the villagers as soon as we could. After the rest, I'm feeling like I could go, but of course I want to be making sure that this party here is in the best shape possible to make sure that we are successful. We've had another idea. Ah. Do enlighten us now. What if, what if we went and distracted them and was like, Oh no, I'm injured, and then try and run. And then they go after me. We can, we can circle around the back, and I'll take them. Oh. And then they fall in the pit? This is not a yeah. bad idea, but maybe instead of running, maybe we have someone come with someone and be like, Oh, they're injured, we need your help. The two yeah. come, we loop around them, we uh, all jump on them together. It's, it's called send help. I like it. Yeah, like <laughs> send for help. <laughs> and, um, we also don't know if they like wake up anyone else and be like, "Hey, we got some people outside, and we'll go follow them." Draw them, draw them away is what we were thinking. But what if now you draw the bulk of the forces away, and then, well, will you be able to deal with as many of them on your own though? Yes. Uh, I I can cover with my um with my with my arrows from the from the beak. I, I could always just fly out of their reach. Yes. Maybe I will assist you, and then the others can go in and 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 get to the villages. I um I, I think we should personally stick together. Uh, my thinking here. It's a that is more true. Strange. After the shenanigans in the village when. <laughs> Harry and I got separated from you. That was a bit very messy. I mean, I mean you, you did draw the creature away quite a distance. So that's oh wait, that was impressive. That yeah, it was just the, the miscommunication, meeting at the sphere. That's got to work on that. We will work on our communication. We, I mean, if we had a plane, we we did it, and uh, it wouldn't have been a problem, eh? It's all in the past now. What matters is what we do right this second with the villagers. Yeah, so should we take him out as soon as it gets dark, and um, then what do you want to do? <laughs> if we strike weather during the night, we will have the element of surprise. We will, and also a, a, dis, a distraction if we are really focused on the on the people getting them out would, could allow me to be able to tunnel my way through. Just looking at it, it may be a bit tricky. 
because um, it may be that I get sort of stuck inside the stone while I'm doing it, but it, if I do it right, I could actually make a tunnel out. Uh, how long would... We don't know how... We don't know how, we don't know how deep they are. Yes. I mean, that's the thing, depending on your, the size of a tunnel, you have to start thinking of putting supports up and all these other things, otherwise mm. potentially very well, dangerous. I, I, w- I was thinking about it because the, the, the way that I do it is kind of strange. So I it um, I sort of feel the the residual magnetic resonance in whatever it is that the, the ground, because all oh. rocks have a little bit of magnet in it, and I sort of shift them and move them. And I can move a, 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 a sizable area, enough for me to say walk in and maybe squeeze somebody else in if I really wanted to. Oh. And and then I have to move. I have to move it somewhere. Oh. So this is my thought. The, the the thing is, is as I'm moving and moving and moving, um, it might only be enough room for one, maybe two people. So if I'm depositing all this stuff behind me, it will probably end up holding up whatever it is I'm going through. So I don't have to worry about the cave in, but I don't think I'll be able to make a tunnel that I'll be able to get in and get out. So you're saying you will go in through the side or the roof, roof something and we will go in through the front it's possible I mean yeah like I said I could possibly take a small person maybe Harry through with me yeah I mean I mean Chris has raised a good point about sticking together I mean we could wait till they shift uh, switch shifts and take out the new guards quietly as fast as we can and then go in there and murder everyone in their sleep Oh, that's rather morbid. But I do like it. To be honest, the fact that they murdered, they they imprisoned people already, in my book, that's already set their fate. That is true. But although, might I add that we should probably keep at least one alive. We need to figure out why they're here and what they're looking for. Cynthia, maybe pipes up having sat very quietly in the corner. You said that they kept referencing that they were from the elemental states. Tetras are gonna see. Could, yeah. <laughs> could, um, could, um, do, would you would you be able to infiltrate maybe if they if, if they're if they're newly arrived and they've only been here for a short time? Could you? I just I read a lot of, of spy stories when I was <laughs> younger, and this just seemed like a I don't know just. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to speak out of turn. I just, I'm getting a bit excited by your planning. That, I mean, that is a thought. I mean, it would be nice if I was injured or so. Oh, wait, I am. Just, um, <laughs> these spy stories, were they, were they fiction? fiction? Uh, yes, yes, most of them were, yes. Uh-huh. So maybe we shouldn't heed them too much. I mean, they, they I'm, not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying you need to dress up in a in a fancy suit and, and skydive off the top of a, a large sky barge into a into a small swimming pool to expose the... Uh, uh, I'm getting off the point. Uh, I just wondered if maybe that was a way oh. to get it. I hear, I hear there was a member of the Tempest Guild that did that once. I think his name was Jin. Oh, yes, Jin did that. Amazing. <laughs> oh, all the things. I had no idea. That's amazing. Hmm. I, I mean, I'll give it a go. I'm, I'm not. Could at least be a distraction. I'm not really good at lying to people. Um, no, I have a very readable face. How about we take these two people out the front, get you their gear, and then if we are 
thrust into position where we need you to talk them down, <clears throat> maybe that could be like a almost like a fallback. If if they if they notice that their members are missing, they might be a little suspicious of the new Ganassi couple. This is more like that moment of hesitation. Just seeing him in their clothes could give us, give us oh. the jump. That is true. Uh, or, or Tedra could just talk to them. I, I could also also like if if depending on what their armor is like, if it covers up my face, then. Like, it could be just like, I walk back and pretend that I was from the last watch and just be like, it's your turn. I don't know if I can do a male voice, but they're going, it's your turn. Um, question for, question for the DM. I know. Where we are now, how yes. far away are the elemental states? Because from, from memory, they're pretty far away, right? Oh yeah, really far away. Like we're talking, yeah. if, if it's by the roads and you're walking or on horseback, we're talking weeks of travel. If you're lucky enough to have been able to catch an airship to Oxenfurt, we're talking maybe a week. <laughs> How recently did the Giants awaken? Uh, that only happened, I believe it was four weeks ago. Give me two seconds, I'll say the exact. Oh, okay. It's only fairly recent. I can tell you exactly how long ago it was. Um, it was uh, two months ago, sorry, eight weeks ago. Oh, okay. That's a little longer than I thought, okay. So it stands to, to reason that, like, they could be here. Okay, all right. Okay, that's cool. I'm just getting that in my, my head. Sweet. Hmm. It's not a week in trouble. Okay. Well, I mean, look, it's a thought. I, no, I think apologies, I was wrong. Be... Sorry, it is exactly uh, from now. Sorry, it was four weeks ago from the beginning of the campaign. So it's now been sort of like four and a half, five weeks. Oh, Okay. Apologies. Okay. So it's unlikely that they're here in relation to giant kind of business. I mean, if it would have taken them like a month plus to get here, uh, they would have had if to they came by the roads. beforehand. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. That's also assuming they don't have some sort of uh, way of magically fast traveling, which if is they. If they came by the roads walking, we're talking four or five weeks. If they came via horseback, we're talking probably three weeks to two and a half weeks. If it was airship, we're talking just under a week. Okay. At least cool. to Oxenford. And then, or if they came, if, look, and they could have also come by the coast, which would have cut down that travel time too. Probably looking at two weeks by the by the coast. But they've got carts here with them, so we could probably, you know, unless the carts came from the logging camp, but we could probably assume that they had, you know, horse-drawn carriage. In any case, do we think it's a wise idea for Tetra to infiltrate? Well, just a fact. Or do we use her as a distraction and then we jump? I like the distraction and jump idea, but... I like that too. And then I think, I I still think we have Tetra at least in their gear. Just to, um, if we get into any tight spots, she can jump out and be like, Hey, I'm part of one of you guys. And then we can um, use that hesitation to then jump on them again. I mean, this sounds like we, a really underhanded way of going about things, but I like it. What if, what if we <laughs> have another idea? We do the we do the jump thing when they go onto their watch, and then we we maybe we try and gauge how long their watches are for. We we, we knock we, we we subdue one of them, and we ask some questions about the villagers, about their numbers, see if they communicate with us, and then we we do that relatively quickly. Once we have the information that we need, and before they go on their next watch, if it's something timed, 
we, 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 we make our strike then. How's that sound? Sounds good. I think we should be at least able to get two, two um, watches at least. Mm, that yeah, range. I think so too. But the more information we can glean before we, we go in, the, the better we'll be. Nope, I hope wholeheartedly agree. Mm. Good planning, everyone. <laughs> Alrighty. So, what would you like to do? That. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we go in a week. Step, step one. Step one. Step one. I think. I think. I think we wait till dark. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think the plan is to wait till dark. Watching this when they do a switch. Yeah. Then we ambush the new people, maybe from behind from the size from the cover of darkness mm. and then we question them that's like the first three steps right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I would probably also make note to see how long the first watch is because i mean it's unlikely that, that they're that regimented in their watches but it would be good to have a ballpark understanding of how like quickly they'll switch have. on the next yeah yeah, yeah. i mean they, they could or, be four also, hour shifts yeah or, also yeah. also generally if the first watch is the most alert as well that's true yeah Alrighty. Uh, as you creep up towards the edge of the hill and stare down into the glade below, the, the very uh, small ravine that uh, actually now that you're at the edge of the cliff and look down, you can see a river runs through this section. The cave itself uh, actually runs parallel to the river. It seems this river drops down into an underground series of caverns. The cave that the two figures are guarding seems to be uh, a small outcropping that follows the river into this series of caverns below the earth as you look down into the area below you can see even more clearly that there are a number of items probably belonging to the villagers who fled last spire uh, you can see a number of horses tied up against a series of stakes that have been hastily erected large bales of hay on either side the tethers for the horses long enough that they can head to the river if they need to have a drink a number of carts still stacked high with what look to be people's belongings um, currently being sorted through by a younger uh, earth ganassi dressed in again very similar just traveler's clothes but also wearing a half cape over one shoulder the cape has that very familiar symbol that you've now actually no sorry this is the first time all of you are seeing the symbol in real life i was about to say very familiar but actually oh, for true. all of your characters this is your character's first time seeing the symbol a circle splits into four interlocking and almost swirling patterns which as you look at begin to distinguish themselves as the various four elements bound together and swirling almost into a maelstrom or vortex in the very center, a single flame. Around it, swirling patterns of water, gusting, uh, gusting winds, and then these locking plates of rock around the outside, forming this combined symbol of all four elements. Emblazoned in white thread on the brown, greeny-brown cloak, uh, half-cloak that this Earth Ganassi wears. It seems that he's sorting through number of the villagers possessions chucking them into two growing piles one which looks to be junk which is just being chucked on the ground and the other being put onto a small hand-drawn cart uh anyone who would like to may make a perception or investigation check uh, if you wanted to be providing advantage just say who that advantage is for oh well i'll do an investigation check i, I will do a perception because 
Ganassi. I will I will give someone advantage in that case. All right. Um, not too bad rolls. Maybe Let's Harry can roll again. Do Tetra first. So Tetra, you're focusing on the Ganassi. Crassus, what are you sort of focusing on in particular with your investigation check? Um. Hmm. That's a good mm. point. You, you said just to roll the investigation and think about the purpose. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, always good to think about what in particular. No, no, that's a good point. Um, <laughs> you might be looking for. Okay, so the perception that. So I guess, like, with the investigation. Hmm. Maybe I'll be looking at, like. Analyzing the area around that. Around that, trying to figure out um, certain points. That we can potentially lure them to that like have way more success in potentially trapping them um, yes yeah so again for... the idea of those like ambushes later on like yeah. the prime like ideal targets like i think that's what i'll be looking at the other two will probably be looking at the uh the person down there brilliant harry what would you be focusing focusing on with niles's help so 15 originally but now 24 as niles helps you you're muted dave I think it's um thank you i think it's f- more about further into the cave or if there are any other lookouts anywhere that yep. we've missed um like does it look like the people who are going to sub out are actually are they going to bed or are they just going to go like getting rowdy for drinks with, with yeah the other so you're sort of lads? focusing on the two guards and the cave system itself it sounds like yeah awesome uh, and uh, well, let's do Tetra first. So Tetra, you were examining the Earth Ganassi, looking at his clothes. Tetra, I mean, even though you are technically a Ganassi, you've not grown up with their ways and customs. Um, you certainly haven't grown up in the elemental states as a Ganassi, but you do know some things from your time traveling with Crassus through the elemental states. So obviously, you didn't spend your childhood there, but growing up. Um, instantly inside of a geode (laughs) but traveling through the elemental states with crassus has given you some uh, insight and knowledge the way he's dressed um definitely looks ill-fitting you can see him constantly adjusting uh the leather straps of the uh, tunic and chest piece and armor that he's wearing this sort of traveling garb with very light leather armor underneath you can see he is wearing what looks to be much darker more utilitarian um, clothing the half cape he's wearing draped over the right shoulder seems to be very very uh, custom made it sits perfectly uh, around his uh, shoulders and neck the clasp itself as you get a bit of a closer look as he turns around and starts sorting through a bunch of the, uh, the goods that have been taken from the townspeople the clasp seems to be again this symbol of those four elements the items he's keeping, that he's moving to the cart, all seem to be items of value, as well as items of food. The stuff that he's throwing on the ground are things like clothes and other garbage like that, mementos and keepsakes, uh, things that would have no inherent value. It looks like they're deliberately, or this, this Earth Ganassi is deliberately trying to keep anything of, of even mild monetary value or food. Apart from that, looking over, Uh, with a 23. The other thing you'd pick up as well is that he has a jewel on a necklace 
And as he drops one of the items and it rolls away a little bit, he concentrates, grabs his jewel, holds his hand out, and this small floating spectral hand made of earth uh, rises up out of the ground, picks up the item, and hovers back over to, to give it back to him. As he takes it, the hand then crumbles back into dust and folds away again. Oh. As he casts the Earth Ganassi version of uh, Mage Hand. <laughs> so definitely some sort of spellcaster. Um, let's do Crassus next. Crassus, you were sort of more focusing on, on vantage points. Yeah, actually right underneath the cliff, the, the hillock that you guys are hiding behind, there's a bit of a drop off um, and it looks like it's in a little bit of a blind zone to the cave itself. The um, curve of the riverbed and the way it kind of loops around, if you were to lure them just to the other side of this hillock uh, and ambush them there, you think they'd, whoever it is, they'd be out of sight of the cave entrance itself. So if anyone did happen to be walking up to the cave, they wouldn't be able to see what's happening in this location. Okay. I have some ideas potentially for the ambush a bit later on. We'll find out. But Also, you could dig a really good hole here as well. (laughs) (laughs) But I have minor illusions. I've also thought of getting my mage hand and like lighting a candle and having the mage hand like move the candle. Yeah, absolutely. I have to light cantrip as well, but that's a bit too bright. Something, yeah, like there's a few ideas I have at least to lure them. Harry, 24, focusing on the guards at the mouth of the cave. Uh, as you watch for sort of 5, 10, then 15 minutes, the others all picking up on stuff as they're watching, you notice a figure dressed in long flowing robes approach from inside the cave. As this figure gets up in line with the two guards, it pulls back its head, revealing a surprisingly young and beautiful-looking water ganassi. Her long flowing hair moves in ripples as water flowing over stones, this beautiful, clear azure color. Her skin, this very dark blue, almost like uh, deep water, looking into very deep water. And as she pulls back the cloak, shakes her hair a little bit, and then taps each of them on the shoulder, they turn towards her, nod, and head inside the cave. As she stands at the front, she looks out, staring up at the sky as the sun has begun to set and the stars begin to emerge in the night sky before she reaches into her cloak pulls out a length of string and moves it across the cave's entrance occasionally waving her hands this very gentle light coming off her fingers as she traces these magical runes in the air before placing the string flat against the earth leaning over it then standing up nodding towards the earth ganassi who then heads over and joins her leaving the entrance to the cave unguarded. So wait, she went She went inside, did you say? She came from inside the cave, yep, stepped, stepped string, outside, the... tapped the two guards on the shoulders. They both then headed inside the cave. She then were they yawning? Out little... Were they look like they were tired? Were they... Uh, not, not particularly. They didn't look like they were yawning or tired. The one who was sharpening his axe uh, increasingly over the time period that you were watching mm. clearly was becoming more and more bored. Um, so, uh, definitely a human or half elf, judging by the uh, the very um, pale skin, um, yeah. sharpening the axe. Got very bored and began like just hitting stuff with the axe every so often, kicking stones into the river. Started skipping some stones. Whereas the other guard, maybe a wood elf, judging by the uh, copper coloured skin, um, was standing to attention the entire time. When the uh, the lady from inside the water ganassi came out. Um, the one who was swinging the axe just chucks the axe over their shoulder and it 
lands in a chunk of wood behind them before they quickly move inside the cave. And then she did the string and- Pulled out the then, string, laid it across the entrance to the cave, yeah. a little bit of a glow coming from her fingers as she casts her hands around and then stands up, nods to the um, Earth Ganassi and heads inside the cave before he then falls. It uh, looks like some sort of alarm slash- well, That's what I was about to say, does it actually- I, I have the alarm spell. Does it look very similar to how I would do it? As Harry points it out, I mean, Crassus, not exactly the same, but similar. You get the sense this is the alarm spell. Okay, cool. Could you you maybe take steps so that we could, like, just go over the string and they'll never know that we tripped it? That's that's what I was just wondering. I'm not 100% sure how the spell works. So, uh, Crassus, is it just on the area in front, above? Is it if you touch the string? How does it work? Um, I'll just yeah that's right have a look do you want to, do you want to explain it in character or... yeah <laughs> um, okay so uh, okay yeah. so um, okay. typically it can't really be any larger than a 20 foot cube so looking at how they've set it up I guess like having a look at the how wide the cave entrance is mm. is that roughly like a 20 foot cube area uh, so the entrance itself, that 20 foot would cover the entire entrance and most of the river. The The entrance oh, okay. itself is only about five feet wide. The oh, wow. uh, river small. takes up about 10 feet. Um, how far back it goes, you, you don't know. But it's not very wide. That's the mouth of the cave is... It's, it's clearly a very cleverly, specifically designed uh, area. Like yeah. The, yeah. Oh. So is... Am I... If... if I was able to sort it out, would I be able to go, say, further back than the known bath 20 odd feet and go in from the side or the top or something along those lines? I don't, I don't think, um, I mean, like, we can only really take up the area that it has. So yeah. getting around it, I think, could easily work. Going above yes. it, it depends on the height. I, I don't, I don't know, like, it might, that may might be a bit harder. What if we pre-trip it? I mean, I could maybe turn into, you know, a dog or a rat or, you know, some sort of local creature around here that would naturally go into the cave seeking shelter. I trip the alarm. Oh no, a creature has come in and like, maybe she can only do it once or something. And um, then, you know, they all come out and they're like, oh, what is this? And it's like, oh no, it's just a creature. It's scurried off. And That's pretty smart. I like that idea. I will say that the alarm does not stop. It is a duration of eight hours, and whenever a um, tiny or larger creature touches or enters the watered area, they get an alert. So it will stay. It doesn't get tripped once. Actually, Lyra, sorry, Lyra, if you show me, um, or at least step me through, I might be able to follow you through a transformation. I don't. I don't usually do them, but it is possible. So here's my thought. If we were, if you were to run in as a, as a dog, say, and I would do the same at the same time, and they'd be like, oh, look, a dog. And then you run away and the alarm trips again. They're like, oh no, it's a dog, oh no, it's a dog. Maybe, maybe we could get more than one person inside. And then once I'm inside, I could maybe, I don't know, hide in a wall or, Something like that. We can just see how many times we can trip the alarm before they stop listening to it. 
Oh, that is that. That could be fun. That's a good point. But then we do have we do run the risk of splitting the party, and that was something that uh, we weren't too keen on. Well, I mean, we never said that we have to go into the cave. We could just run back and forth in the entrance. I mean, you guys can stay I, up in the I hill. Could, like, I could save you the use of this the spell. I could send my family down there to do what you're insinuating, and then you, you can save your charges. Your... Well, that gives me a little bit more room for old Swampy back here. I like the sound of that, Crassus. I think that's a plan. Your little owl friend is uh, going to be up to the, the occasion. I think that's so, a good idea. You do know sleep deprivation is a form of torture, correct? Oh, <laughs> we can we'll just, just keep, keep doing it. Again and again. But for the villagers as well. <laughs> <laughs> to, be, to be fair, it can only be heard within 60 feet, the sound of a handbell. Well, for 10 well, seconds also, within 60 feet. It also it also but the person on who casts the spell hears it mentally and awakens them if they're asleep. So that's what I mean. So like that's what I mean. It depends if they chose the mental. I think you can choose which one you cast. Yeah. It's both well, the yeah, mental alarm. Oh no, you're right. You could you also choose whether the alarm is mental or audible. So it depends. Like mm. maybe I'll do a quick run through with my owl familiar sober, just to um, see what happens and see if we get the the bell or we get the mental alarm because we'll know if it's either one. Yeah, we will. Especially so if you're if you're if you're putting your senses through your familiar, you'll hear it if it's an audible one. Yeah, and I'll definitely be listening in. Uh, and I that's because can... I think it takes a person between seven to fifteen minutes to fall asleep. So if we just do it every like ten minutes, she's should we <laughs> at that point where she's dropping off, and it would just nice. fuck her night up so bad. Oh, this is this is cruel. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, they shouldn't have uh, kidnapped people then, I guess. You don't know. You're just you're you taking mean? this on one woman's word who you've not even true. insight checked very well. <laughs> oh, <laughs> not well. <laughs> Alrighty. Um so well, how as far you're... away are we from just quickly, how far away are we from the entrance? So as you, as you're now at the top of the hillock looking down, uh you're probably about ninety feet away. Okay. Okay, that's that's cool. That works. So my question is Crassus, you're looking through the uh, senses of your astral owl. You yep. fly on down. Do you fly into the cave or just do like a brief flyby through I'm the area? Fly by. I'm going to basically like duck into the cave and then duck out. But I want, because I can only see within a hundred feet. So I have to, yeah, my familiar has to be within a hundred feet of me for me to communicate with the telepath. Oh, so we're just in range with the 90. Okay. Cool, Additionally, cool. as an action, I can see through my familiar's eyes and hear what it here's until the start of my next turn but yeah that's about 100 feet so i'm going to go 90 feet trigger the thing i want to look in as far as i can into the cave to get more recon and then yep. like fly back out all so right it's like a flyby can i get a perception oh, check like... for your owl yeah. um and we'll also have that so crassus as you concentrate close your actual eyes and focus and begin looking through your astral owl's uh, senses the forest and the area around you changes. The the very sensitive night vision that your owl familiar has lightening up the area around you. The stars above suddenly seem that much more brilliant and beautiful, and you can hear the very faint rustling of Niles as he pluffs up his pu uh, plumage against the cold just to sort of snuggle in a little bit, occasionally like preening one of his feathers uh, as your astral owl shoots down towards the edge of the clearing. You pass over silently on these beautiful slightly softly glowing wings right as you reach the mouth of the cave and spin around in midair roughly over the point where you think the string was placed yeah, down with harry's directions 
focusing, you listen out for the telltale sign of a noise. There is only silence as your owl quickly flies back up and away. Uh, where would your owl be going straight after that? Would you be staying close by or trying to just flap Definitely out of staying, staying close by, you'll sort of retreat to like, I want it to almost like mimic it's looking for bats. Yeah, um, okay. So, so maybe land on a nearby it's branch. Gonna, it's going to fly by, go on a nearby branch that's still a decent ways away from it, but not close to us either. So yep. I don't want, obviously, it to come back and they notice it. Yeah. Um, also, I'll roll my perception checks now because yeah. it's keen hearing and sight. It gets As advantage. advantage. And it's a plus three. I'll just roll two dice here. Yep. Uh, one, one's a... Natural oh, 20. Added, it's not 34. They've added together, but natural 20 yeah. plus three is 23. 23. Um, <laughs> Crassus, as you stare into the gloom of the cave, you can see the river once it enters the cave, actually runs around towards the north, turning from this uh, eastward pathway um, towards the north. But the cave itself, the pathway actually turns towards the south. You can see that the area of stone along the edge of the river, right inside the mouth of the cave, actually has crumbled away and a hasty, somewhat um, rickety bridge has been set up connecting the outside uh, platform to the inside of the cave immediately as it turns towards the south it opens up into a large cavern beyond your owl can hear the sound of a few people talking the conversation which you pick up only a few seconds off even with an actual 20 just because you immediately then flew oh, off uh, the conversation which you pick up uh, goes as follows cages with the prisoners are we making sure that we yes obviously we need to make sure and that's all you pick up as the owl and then flies back away immediately. Oh, you probably would also hear then a, hang on a minute, I heard something. Hey, is they get the mental, mental alarm, that's fine. A few moments later, the water ganassi steps out. She's holding a pewter mug in one hand and as she peers out into the darkness and takes a sip, she looks around and then spots your owl, Crassus. You watch as her eyes like, narrow. As she's like looking at it, I'm going to have it start preening its feathers so it looks like it's not too concerned. And it's like, yeah. It's also going to, I'm going to have it scanning the air, the, the air a little bit, almost looking for prey. Thing is, though, astral owls are exceptionally rare <laughs> outside of the Elven uh -huh. cities. That's yeah. fine. Let's see, let's see how she goes for it. She like because... squints her eyes at the owl, takes a sip. And then you watch as she turns back into the cave and calls out something. A few moments later, as she stands there looking at you, are sort of preening occasionally looking around. Another figure walks forward. And as they pull back their hood, you can see this very androgynous figure, bald head, very delicate features. And erupting from their skin are these spires of white crystal. As they pause and look up what? at the owl. Yep spires of white crystal pushing out through their skin as they pause and look up their head and look at the owl you watch as they close their eyes put their hands together and begin muttering something under their breath the soft glow from the crystals suddenly growing uh, growing brighter and brighter so what the this... owls do then yep it's gonna look for a hollow and nestle itself in that hollow Absolutely. Oh. Do you want to make a, a stealth check just for posterity's sake? Do 13, plus 13 plus at least two for it the does owl. have 
That's plus three, so it's 16. 16. Um, There's this pulse of energy that moves out from this figure who does the, 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 this very strange looking figure with the crystals. Yeah? Yes, please. I was gonna say, are we watching this? Yeah, yeah, you're watching from. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're like, you're like all camped up on the hillock, like looking over, going like. (laughs) (laughs) Harry's ears just poking. Harry's got his hood up. I'd say Harry'd have his hood up. (laughs) As this pulse of light shoots out from the figure, you watch as they raise their head and look directly up towards the hill where you guys are all sitting. As this pulse of magic shoots out from them. They slowly raise up a finger and point towards the hill. The water ganassi sort of like looks a bit surprised and shocked, leans in, and then as they follow the line of sight, focuses their eyes and then leans back, opening wide before rushing back into the cave. Oh, the figure with the white crystals smiles, this very slow wan smile, gives a nod in your direction, small wave and then heads back inside the cave. Lyra waves back. <laughs> Lyra, as you... As I'm going to say it, no, only because it's funny. As as you lean back and, and wave your hand, the figure pauses. And then as they hold out their hands, they hold it up to their mouth, and then suddenly their voice booms as if magically oh, amplified. No. Why do you hide, little mice? Please, the night is cold and dark. Come down. We have warm fire, hot food, safety from the creatures in the town. Please, come. Oh. Ah. <laughs> I think Lyra might whisper to sort of Crassus or, you know, whoever's sort of nearby, and it's like, so, ever since I was reborn, I haven't really been able to be affected by magical sleep. Have any of you guys got a similar kind of thing going on here? Oh, I Wait. can I can sleep just fine. <laughs> um, yeah, I no, I, I can sleep. Uh, no, but, like, magical sleep. Books. Like, you know, magic can put you to sleep or can't put you to sleep. I'm, I, have, I do have immunity to it. I'm just thinking if they maybe did what you know happened to the Cynthia and the other villagers uh, if, is it like sound based like can we just like lock your ears with stuff and like just saunter or in and hope well, for the best we've caused the element of surprise oh, um, I'm not liking this guys this is this is turning this is no good <laughs> now I think we need to dig a hole and Maybe that's what we need to do now. But how how will you lead them to the hole if they they know we're here? Look, Crassus, I'm just I'm just saying. I don't think you have much more of an option now. We could go talk to them. That is true. That pretend, is what I was thinking. Pretend to be nice. The trouble is, is if we go talk to them, majority of you guys are going to go to sleep. If you know, assuming they do the magical sleep thing. Well, it depends. They got, the, they got the drop on them before, but we're both on equal footing here with them at the moment. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> what I mean by equal footing is, is a bit of a... What I mean by equal footing is, like, we know each other's presence. We, they did, Like, the villagers did not learn that beforehand. <sighs> so they got ambushed. It's a really shame that the villagers are in there. 
just build a portal or something. And now I could have just collapsed the fucking cave. <laughs> but... <laughs> don't don't, don't the, listen um... to this, Cynthia. They're, 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 they're just joking. It's fine. I'm sure your loved ones are perfectly fine. Oh, no, no, I won't do it with them in there. That's, that's, that's... <laughs> Is he still sitting in the doorway? Still standing there. This yeah, yeah, this figure is still standing there, looking up. A bit confused that you are um, just like all like hiding over the side, going like. Oh. I mean, it, it, is should it, I shoot it, at him? Just mirror. Oh, like, what? What? <laughs> should, should I? Harry's holding his crossbow. Should, 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 should I shoot? I um, yeah. badly. To be I careful. don't think so. He, he was able to detect our presence right. through the magic. I, I think he's pretty powerful. Uh, I look over at Tetra, and I might I add. He seems to be covered in crystals. That's rather unusual. Am I not? Yeah. I, I, I kind of agree with you. You could be a distraction. Maybe maybe, I you, maybe you should go over there and talk. I mean, they, they, they are quite pretty. I'm, I kind of want to talk. Maybe we should talk to them. Tetra, I, I hate to say it. Just quickly, Tetra, you were found in a cave, weren't you? Yes. And if, you know, maybe if this person was also found in a cave. Could they be going cave to cave crystal genasi hunting? <laughs> it's a bit of a leap, but... I mean... You should ask him. I, I would say we're at least rare loot, so yeah, sure. Rare loot. <laughs> it, it could be a, st- a cover story. I mean, hey, me and my friends, like, my friends found me in a cave, and I'm now searching caves, maybe seeing if there's anyone else that's stuck in a cave that's waiting to wake up. That's clever. Okay. I will, I will say that line. I think we have no option but to maybe talk. I think you might be right. And perhaps I like eye over at Harry. Maybe Harry stays behind. I'm mm. not sure if he knows that we're, that, that Harry is here. Perhaps we still have leverage there. Hard to know though. I mean, the the only person truly that's been rumbled, well actually there's, uh, we all have. But the only one that probably got an, an idea on is Crassus. For me, I think I would need to be there, and Lyra just waved at them. I don't know if they know if Harry's there, so... Maybe if Harry stays back, we can sort of gauge to see if they say anything. Okay. Yeah, I might also he move seems... to a different spot, because, like, he knows there's someone here, so... Maybe gonna... they, they seem pretty confident that, they, that they're aware of our presence. Okay, well... Perhaps we just... Harry stayed back, let's see what they say, and then we go from there. Gosh, I don't like this 21 on your stealth check, Harry. Good lord. <laughs> uh, it was actually a 14. I haven't rolled well in anything. This is yeah, that's, that's not bad. Yeah, well, Harry flanks around the sides of the different well, location. Well, um, uh, <laughs> Petra will, will sort of dust herself off and make sure her has. Okay. Yep. Um, Owen, did I see any fires lit inside the cave? Uh, yes, you did. There was the soft glow of a fire coming from the pathway to the south. Where you was there a bunch of smoke built up in the top of the cave, or was did it seem like the smoke had somewhere to go? Uh, so Crassus, through the hour, couldn't see the fire directly. Uh, it's a tough question to answer without the owl being inside the cave, unfortunately. Uh, do you want to... Lyra, do you want to roll a perception or investigation check to see if you can see anywhere the smoke might be emerging outside of the cave? Yeah, absolutely. 16. 16? 
uh, in the dark with the the uh, moonlight just starting to peak above from the two moons uh, rising uh, over the uh, the northern horizon. Not anywhere. I mean, you can see a little bit of smoke accumulating outside the mouth of the cave where this figure is standing, only a little bit. You think there's probably more smoke than that, but not that you can see. So mm. I would I say that you can sense chimney. could be more to look for. Harry could maybe fit down it. Like the, I don't know, Santa bunny. <laughs> Alrighty. What would you guys like to do? Well, I don't think there's much for it. If we've done the prep, then I think Tethra will stand up and wander down. Niles has the sudden urge to regurgitate his meal from the previous 10 hours ago. <laughs> you haven't, you haven't whole... thrown up a pellet, so probably it is time no. for you to regurgitate a pellet yeah. as an owl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> who else yeah. is going down with uh, Tetra? Or is it yeah. Lara's going down with Tetra? Has already waved. Yep. Now this crisis. I do want. I do want to. Because I am a bit squishy than everyone else. Yeah. I do want to um, just watch from up here to see how she reacts or he or she. I'm not sure. I, 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 I think a point. I would make a point to stand kind of close to crisis almost in a defensive manner, just to react to anything that might come our way. Yeah. Lyra's gonna try and stand sort of towards the front of the group so that um, yep. she can pop Swampy if she needs to. Alrighty, brilliant. As you all begin heading down, except for Harry, who immediately, sticking to the shadows, just ducks back down behind the hillock and begins trying to get around to the other side. So Harry, absolutely you can sneak around. You can flank to the top of the, the cave system. If you were to get on top of the um, wooded grassy area above where the cave actually cuts into the rock, Probably that's that's. I mean, you could get to within fifteen feet, straight up above this figure, straight up above the gap in the cave. Of course you can. Harry does that. Brilliant, Harry. As you begin heading around, the rest of the party stand up and begin making their way around the side of the hillock down towards the river. As you walk along the river towards this figure, they give you a very broad smile and a nod, and then begin to head into the cave gesturing for you to follow from about 60 feet away. Who's got a good head for underground? It gets confusing down there. I don't really have a good head for much anything. Oh, don't say so. so. I'm not really a talker. This might get a little dicey. Oh, no, I was just saying don't get lost (laughs) because if if you're not used to caves, you'll get lost. Oh, I'm not a big fan of caves. I'd rather be out in the open. It's rather claustrophobic for me. I've journeyed into a few caves in my time looking for discoveries and insights, but it hasn't always worked out well. <laughs> Only a couple of times. Uh, there was that one time that I got my leg crushed, but that was another time. Uh, that's a rather interesting tidbit. <laughs> if we survive this, you'll have to tell me all about that. Perhaps yes, some tea. Another time. As you guys get up to the mouth of the cave, yeah, I was yeah. Say, yeah. as you get up to the mouth of the cave, I'm going to bring you across to it. Oh. <laughs> you weren't ready for that, clearly. 
I love how we spent like a good hour and a half just like divide, like figuring out like the perfect plan. And then I you're just like, I don't think so. It was such a good plan. We forgot our song. It was a really good plan. The only thing that let you down was that the group us like spellcasters, the people in the cave are spellcasters, and on top of that, um, the appearance of a very unusual owl uh, triggered a quick follow-up of, hey, what dis? (laughs) (laughs) Anything else around? (laughs) I forgot that it was an astral owl. Not an astral, sorry, an astral owl. I thought it was a normal owl. No, look, and and it's a fair fair enough mistake. I know um, that's, that's an easy one to make. Um, um, the only thing I will do really quickly before I bring this across to battle map, I'll just make sure we're on the correct one or five players or six players. Um, what I will do though is as we make our way in, I'm going to have the mage hand like out 20, 25, 30 feet, just like sweeping ahead of us. So we don't actually just walk into any traps, which it could very well be. I don't know. Fantastic. Uh, is anyone else doing anything? And what is your marching order as you enter into the cave? Um, I thought we'd be in front of uh, Crassus, like I said. Yeah, I think it'd be I, the back. Yeah, I think Petra first. <laughs> yep. I'll go next. And um, and also she's um, as I said in the chat, she's got a her little stones, her little stone from the um from the thing, and, and it's just rotating around her. I think yeah, Niles is just taking up a defensive position. Um, yeah. Probably his, his eyes, his eyes are probably darting around, just trying to see whatever threats might come their way. Trying to do you want to do you want to make a perception or investigation check then, Niles? Um, Crassus, sure. do you want to do an investigation check specifically as you're looking for traps? Um, if anyone wants to help, they can give you guys the help action. You can yeah. Lyra will help. Um, I'll help. Know that. <laughs> is Lyra helping me? Uh, well, either or. Yeah, there's two of us helping, so both roll. Okay, so cool. Well, I rolled bad. I uh, rolled worse. Okay. No, you rolled well. You got a 23. What do you mean? 23. Oh, shit. I rolled bad. I got a 10 and a 7. You got a 23. I thought it was a 9 for some reason. Anyway, that's cool. We'll take the 23. Right. As you begin heading into the cave, Harry, you're still up on top at this stage. Seeing the figure move inside and your friends gather at the mouth of the cave, would you stick around on top or... Head down and join them. That's the one question I do. Uh, Harry's gonna wait. <clears throat> cool. He's gonna wait a minute. Well, not not exactly a minute, but he's gonna wait and like keep I'll a good gap. You wait a minute. I'll take a note of that. We'll see you in one minute. Day. No, <laughs> that's absolutely fine. <laughs> um, alrighty. So yeah, Lyra and, um, and he's, he's he's getting ready to fire his crossbow. If if anything goes wrong, if he needs to like I don't know wake someone up or things like that. So brilliant. Yeah. Um, as you begin oh. heading. In, Cave. <laughs> what was that? Sorry, now. Oh, I say he starts digging a hole to get into the cave while we're <laughs> the the walkway itself. As you get up to the entrance, is single file. The bridge itself designed to only allow one person to walk through at a time. Uh, and as you get to the mouth of the river and begin heading down the bridge, you can see, uh, as I described to Crassus before, with the owl, um, the pathway beyond. Uh, opening up and leading down into a a cavern and corridor beyond. Um, The river is quite rapidly moving at this stage. You can see that the water, even though it's sluggish on the outside, is quite shallow here and begins traveling uh, through the cave. You guys are currently upriver, the river traveling down and away uh, towards the east from you. 
uh, traveling quicker and quicker. As you enter into the mouth of the cave and look through, you can actually see a series of rapids as well, where the cave floor, different stalactites and stalagmites growing from the floor and ceiling, creating what look like teeth made of stone uh, in the inside of this cave. As you all begin heading on through and get to the end of the bridge, there are no traps along the way, no signs of any danger. Um, but as you enter in and begin to look down, you can see figures waiting for you at the other end. Two stone ganassi standing guard. Uh, one of them holding a giant club, seemingly made of a single block of stone, bound with this metal hook at the end that he's holding onto. The other holding these two massive metal and uh, crystal chunks um, bound onto their hands, almost like brass knuckles, but made of this metal and crystal. As you step in, they give you a bit of a look, this male and female, one of them just leaning, cracking the neck as you step on in. (laughs) Right this way, come on through. Welcome. Pull up a seat as you begin stepping into the cave. Tetra will allow her gems to glow slightly. Uh, Tetra, as your gems begin to go a little bit, the two Earth Ganassi kind of take a bit of a, a pause look, closer look, look at one another. Interesting. You must be from the elemental states, not seen many Ganassi like you. Bit of a rare specimen. Look at you, all glowy and made of crystal. Hmm. It's, uh, it is interesting to see to see our kind in and far away from the states. Oh well, we're on a special mission. But that's okay, we don't need to talk about that. Please come on in. You've been invited in by the big boss. Come on, take a seat. We've got some lovely grog that we've uh, been working uh, working to acquire only fairly recently. Got some hot food cooking over the fire. Oh, lovely. Is it almost done in there, boys? And the figure calls out. You hear this chorus from inside uh, about three or four other voices calling out this, Hey! I joined by, Yes, yeah, yeah, come on in! From inside the cave. <laughs> um, I am very apprehensive to walk into that room. Why? What? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. No idea. Mm-hmm. I think it looks fine to me. This is great. Actually, I mean, we, we, sure, 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 so do the bandits. Actually, we sort of did just eat. So, um, I mean, <laughs> is it possible we could just talk to the important person rather than the lackeys? Oh, <laughs> you want, of course, your highness. Uh, we should have known you're far too important to talk to the likes of us. Oh, you, you want to head on straight through. Yeah, we can organise a guide to take you to the big boss. Uh, they've headed into the back room to work on their research. Uh, I, I think Melania's still around here somewhere. Melania? Uh, and the water ganassi you saw before steps forward. You can see that she's covering one of her ears, and as she sees you all standing there, she sighs, clicks her fingers, shakes her head a little bit, and then goes, <sighs> I'm just going to meet you for a second. Your typing is so loud, sorry. <laughs> um... <laughs> The, as she as she looks towards you, look, she sighs a little bit. <sighs> what what are you all standing there waiting for? You've been standing in the zone of alarm for the last ten seconds. My ears are ringing. Are you coming in oh. or not? Oh, sorry. Sorry about that. 
<laughs> the alarm? Oh. It isn't meant to give you a headache. Well, not a problem. Are you lots coming in or are you going to stand there? I thought, uh, thought you'd been invited in. As you begin heading deeper into the cave, uh, you can see that there are a number of other figures in here. Uh, Most of them look to be uh, Earth Ganassi. However, you can see that one of them towards the back sitting on a, uh, what looks to be a traveling chest, um, dressed in these almost like feathered uh, robes and armor. looks to be an air ganassi uh, and as the the lot of you step on in um this figure looks up a very tall strong imposing woman ah it seems that there are more prey in these woods for us to examine come on see now much you said something like that mm. Mm. I, I wouldn't say prey why do you call us prey there are only two yeah. types of people in this world, my stone companion. Predators and prey. If you are coming in so meekly, you must be prey. Only predators would come in, full of confidence, ready to own this path. But you, so cautious, so meek, surely you are prey. I thought we were getting food. To have your food handed to you, that is prey. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Just accepting it straight away. Yep, all right. Checks out. Um, (laughs) Melania, uh, the water ganassi, uh, sighs and walks up towards you. Are you coming or not? Uh, Come follow. I'll take you through into the back. Follow me. Don't mind them. Uh, As she leads you through. Uh, alrighty. Are you guys... Uh, what was that? Sorry, uh, Are there any mushrooms in here? Are there any mushrooms? Do you ask that or are you looking? Oh, mushrooms! She's just trying to strike up conversation in the worst way possible. Uh, I'll, I'll flick us back over onto the, uh, onto the webcams for the moment, just because at the moment you guys are sort of like stalling in the cave entrance. Um, Melania turns towards you, her head sort of like cock curiously. Uh, why yes there's loads of mushrooms but um i i don't i can't say i've been paying any particular attention to the specific type so do you have an interest in mushrooms young lady (laughs) you know you can do so many different things with them brew them into elixirs make potions force feed them to people and make them have hallucinations it's a fun time oh indeed well our research uh, hasn't really uh, led down the path of uh, fungi yet. We've been more focused on elemental magic, but maybe fungi sounds like it could be an interesting path of further research once we have completed our task here. Mm, well, maybe you ever want to learn more about mushrooms. <laughs> well, follow me. Uh, and she begins walking down towards the east. Malsus uh, is under his breath. Uh, she tells she was interested in mushrooms. She's literally covered it. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I guess Harry has no choice but to reveal himself and enter with them. You could, Otherwise, you can get two separated. You just keep sneaking. You could sneak around. You could keep, yeah. I'm about to enter a big hallway with like three Maybe. banded 
main thing you can you can stay at the or maybe cave entrance if you want or you show yourself i guess yeah you probably can't stealth in here but yeah to call i guess no. two options uh harry harry realizes he's gonna set get separated so he, like he's the last one to enter the room a while after the others head down and just like quickly shuffling past everyone as you quickly run past one of the earth ganassi the large one with the hammer holds out a hand whoa 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 little bunny where are you off to in such a hurry yeah i'm, I'm just with these guys oh is that so is it as he looks over towards melania the water ganassi she looks back counts under her breath and goes there's still still two more out there why don't you go fetch them as well oh fuck oh fuck uh well <laughs> oh, it's so much fun playing yeah, I, with you guys I, I, I think i think you should um just le let them be i think <laughs> the figures all ignore you <laughs> as two of the, the two at the uh, entrance look at each other and then begin walking up the corridor where you have just come from uh, harry quickly looks at the others for for a cue i mean if we wait for a little bit longer that that means they're too less to find us if we do take them on now that's true we haven't got a, a big window here mm. Alrighty. Uh, with all of you now in the room and the others two walking towards the um, entrance. Oh, Tetra, are you right up behind Melania, are you? <laughs> uh, I, I assumed you were following, but... Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Oh, okay, everyone. Okay, if all of you are following Melania and all of you get to the entrance, Melania stops as she gets to the entrance out of yeah. this particular alcove. And as she turns around and sees you all following along, uh, looks towards you, she goes, Excellent. And then she holds out her hands and sprays something over the top of you. Um, she is going to cast a spell uh, as this silvery dust flies out towards you all of you feel the effects of this incredibly powerful soporific except for Lyra and Crassus who both can't be put to sleep by magic um, ah. so then it's just out of now there's Niles Tetra and Harry but we will, we will be seeing what that does next episode now, we are ending on the no, cliffhanger. She turns around and goes, ah, excellent, you're all here. And then casts this magic over the top of you. Brilliant. Alrighty. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody, for tonight's <laughs> session. I've always got to end on a cliffhanger. It's part of the uh, part of the magic of the Lost Archives now. I deliberately try and like put cliffhangers in just so that I can like end on them really quickly. Oh, my goodness. What a fun session. I hope you guys have enjoyed tonight. I could see your looks of horror when she was like, there's still two more out there. We Your planned, faces like we planned and we planned and then at the end of the day we just walked in and put our foot on it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I think I think someone in chat said it best. It was like no plan survives contact with the enemy. Yeah, that's exactly. That's a, that's a very well known saying, and uh, mm -hmm, I, yeah, it is. absolutely. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. We will be back next session to uh, see how that particular. Uh, situation <laughs> resolves itself. I can see Michael's. I love uh, how newbie oh. this group is. I know. So yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like I look at a couple of you just walked into the bandit camp. Like, what the? What? 
But the other thing is as well, right? You guys just played a hundred plus campaign of Tyranny of Dragons. And it's like, it's funny. I have to say, I really, really appreciate you role playing your characters as new adventurers because you really are em embracing that. Like, oh, this is the first time we got ambushed because we just walked yeah. in. This is so- I mean, I mean, to be fair, we've been, in, we've been a group for like a couple of days. Yeah. So like, yeah, and you yeah. know, I, I, I honestly think like at this point in the campaign, we're probably not up to like taking on an entire like- No. Of on our own. So like, I think this is a, a, probably the only play that we could have had, unless the plan A had worked properly. I just love all of our plans though. They're so advanced. They're just yeah. like super detailed. Yeah. And then, this is what happens guys. This is D&D. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could be the other way where it's just like- we're just starting playing D&D anybody, yeah. get ready. Don't plan. Your plans will fuck. No, make That's plans, true. make plans, because the, be oh, yeah, the no, best thing is- Absolutely, make the plans, because it's hilarious yeah. when they fall apart. Yeah. And also, I mean, like, I the plans rather... kind of give a bit of a guidance for the improvisation around it, because often often plans will yeah. turn into improvisation, but I... at least with the vague plan, you're yeah. ready to kind of go. You know roughly what's going to happen. I would um, rather this, though, than just, like, oh, we go in and kill everyone. Like, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, this is so much more interesting. I appreciate this a lot more. <laughs> I mean, we might all still TPK, but, like, eh, it's, it's kind of fun, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. That, yeah, absolutely. I'm just, uh, I noticed I'm saying Tyranny Dragons. I'm putting the full playlist um, in chat right now. If you wanted to see the full 100 plus episodes of Tyranny Dragons, that's all up on YouTube. You can watch that anytime. You can watch it on YouTube. Spotify, Google Play, podcasts, <laughs> iTunes. <laughs> or wherever you get your podcast. Or any pod, yeah, wherever you get your podcast fund. Um, thank you so much, everybody. Stay safe, stay well. If you're watching this on, uh, I will do, we'll do the YouTube plug. If you're watching this on YouTube and you've made it all the way to the end, you bloody legend. Thank you so much. Make sure you hit that uh, like and subscribe button below me if you, if you would like to. We'd love it if you could. We're on our way to the YouTube partner program three quarters of the way there we're over 750 now so we are in the home Woo! stretch be part of the legends who get us across that line um absolute <laughs> legends a lot of you uh, if you're watching on the podcasts then some podcast platforms let you leave a review or a like or stars or things like that whatever it is if you can do it it really helps us out we really appreciate it um twitch people don't go anywhere we're gonna go raid another channel but for the rest of you that is all from us tonight stay safe stay well and we will see you all again super soon until then farewell everybody goodbye, goodbye guys. Thank you.